Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. He's coming up to Reginald. You'll see Reginald in just a second on his stomach, restrained completely, not resisting. You see? That's the officer on top of Reginald. He's not restrained. I mean, he's not doing anything. Now watch. Two kicks. Boom, boom to the face. Splashing water. Punches. You're going to see him hold Reginald's head under the water in just a second. Now they're holding his head under the water and they're punching. Over and over, more punches. Third officer comes to the scene. Fourth officer, the stomp to the head. I can't breathe is what Reginald just said. Holding his head underwater, the knee. Punches, punches. Water, holding his head underwater. You're gonna drown me. Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting. When does it stop? When are you going to have enough? When are we going to hold our law enforcement fully accountable uh, for what is done? When are we going to say enough is enough? When are we going to say you need to stop this? 
the people need protection from law enforcement, and that's not how it should be. Uh, it, it shouldn't be set up that way. But you know what? Today, we have Maj Teray, Black Guns Matter, inside the studio. You know what, Maj? Welcome to Come and Talk It. Welcome to Austin, Texas, the What's Lone up? Star State, the live music capital of the world. It is. I, I appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, I, you know, do you guys have a, a very nice setup here? This is, <laughs> this is very nice and organized. <laughs> Any, anything that I do that is not orchestrated by the team may have some edges that are really rough. And you guys have this done very, very well, I must say. I appreciate that. All right, so, Maj, man, I tell you what, you know, we're glad you're in Austin, Texas. I had people uh, send me messages last night saying, you know, oh, man, you know, I, I, it, it, the, the event filled up. You know, I wasn't able to, to make the event. Are you guys going to do another one, yeah. you know, and all this other stuff? So uh, what do you think, you know? We, we had an event last night at Central Texas Gunworks when Maj came down. Uh, he talked about... Uh, we talked about gun safety. We talked about the history of gun control. We talked about a lot of stuff because it was, man, it was supposed to be three hours. It turned out to be over four hours. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and I like that. I, one, thanks, you know, for everybody that, that came out. Thanks to the instructors. Thanks to, you know, folks that the attorney, the judge, you know what I'm saying, coming up and giving up some good information. But um, I, I, I like that in those non-formal, uh, smaller settings, when you got a class that's full, but everybody's there to learn and, and share and all of that. Time will just like get right past you. Mm. Time will go past you. So I, I love that, you know, nobody felt like, all right, I'm out, you know, 30 minutes in. This is nothing, you know. So um, it, it was great. I, I really appreciate everybody for putting energy into things like that. You know what I mean? Central Texas Gunworks did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, everybody was there, everybody was supportive. Nobody, you know how some people feel, especially beginners, they feel like they come to a, a gun shop and they feel like, oh man, it's just, I don't know if I'm welcome here. So, you know, everybody was on point in, in it. And when that happens, you know how it says, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it it, it really does. You know, it, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed uh, uh, Judge Carter. Uh, he was actually really good uh, talking about, you know, uh, you know, some different changes in, in, in the laws. He talked about uh, some upcoming stuff. You know, he talked about. I actually had a got a call from um, Representative State Representative White, mm. who actually wrote the the AG that letter. You know, asking about the the opinion of you know, if an officer, a police officer, witnesses a crime, mm -hmm. you know, he sees a uh, he is witnessing a crime that's being conducted by another police officer. Does he have to you know get involved in that? And so, you know, I'm glad that State Representative James White actually reached out to me because I'm definitely going to give him a call. I want to talk to him uh, about, you know, that opinion and what can we do this session because the people need some relief. You know, people are upset, right. you know, because we're held, you know, a lot of people are held to a much higher standard. You know, truck drivers, commercial drivers are held to a much higher standard, but we don't hold our law enforcement to any standard, right. let alone a higher standard because they're law enforcement. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's partially you know, our fault in that regard because we've, we, in the process of watching something that was initially um, or marketed as a noble profession, right? And, you know, most, I, I know a lot, a lot of law enforcement officers and they generally put on a uniform to try to do good, right? But then over time, when the, when the job is, is creeping into my personal reality, my personal life, that's not what the job is for, bro. But because we've given so much leeway to our officers, 
we've leeway does it to do things that maybe a tougher job does not necessarily translate or shouldn't translate into lack of accountability. And that's us because we don't want to look like if you're correcting your brother or sister, we can't make it look like you're, you know, don't love your brother or sister. It's like, no, you're doing that wrong. And we've let that slide into that room for, you know, uh, too long in my, in my humble opinion. And um, even a judge bringing that to light, like, hey, this is what's actually going on. You know, this is what a concern is, and this is the direction that we're going there. I know a lot of people, even in that class, were like, okay. I, and they, appreci- they appreciated his honest perspective on it. Right. You're listening to Maj Ray. This is Talk 1370, the right choice. That's call-in numbers, 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk. It. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking with Maj Ray's here inside the studio in Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. And we're talking about gun control. We're talking about the history of gun control. We're talking about... You know what, Maj? Is gun control really racist? Is it? Yeah. If, I mean, it's you got to be careful with that word nowadays because everybody like is it's like candy. Everybody's like, oh, he disagreed with me, so it's racist, mm. right? I've even I've been called like a white supremacist. Oh wow! So I'm like, yo, this is 2020 has literally been opposite <laughs> year out here, right? So, but there's certain things that actually are racist, and I and when I say that, I think there's a definition of that word that we have to reclarify, like. The, the opposition does a very good job of hijacking words, mm. right? So liberal, like the classic liberals were about that freedom thing. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so, that's us. Right. And, but they'll snatch the word, and it'll be like, you liberal? And it's like, wait, sh- since I know what the word actually means, should I actually be, is that a compliment? Or like, are you like trying to diss me? So racism is the belief that one ethnic background or group of people or race of people is superior or inferior to another. There are things that are race-based to specifically stop groups of people from achieving their life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and property. Gun control in America is literally that. It was like everybody else except you darkies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, it's, it's like right there. And so saying that to say, when you deal that, when somebody has, like, policy to back up their bias, I don't care if you just don't like me. Because, like, oh, this dude, like, you know, he's, like, black. I don't like him. All right, cool. I'm with that. You don't like me. Great. Awesome. Right? Your girlfriend probably really likes me. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, when you can institute policy based on that, then we got a different issue. How you feel about me, I don't care. But when you can use your feelings to create legislation around it and then now try to make me an outlaw because of the fact I'm not submitting to any of those rules, you know, and so gun control squarely falls in the center of the scope of that. Like historically, factually, like in any Lee that you want to like throw in front of it, it fits that. So it's actually like legit racism. Wow. And, you know, and it's it's funny because I talk to people about, you know, where stuff first started and how. You know, we progressed and how we got to this point. You know, we talk about the Indians, you know, in the 1600s. Yeah. Uh, we talk about, you know, in Texas, you know, the first gun control law was free slaves can have access to guns. And then when you look into you look into the details of the license to carry handgun, you know, just in that detail, they talk about, well, you know what? You can get a gun license, but, uh, you, you, you know, but then it mentions, well, you can't be a member of a street gang if you want to carry a handgun, <laughs> you know, without a license <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, well, then then it's like, well, what do you mean you can't be a member of street gang? So how do you, you know, what are gang members? Well, gang members, uh, you know, that list that the police have, they say that your your organization, your group, they consider it a gang. That means you can't have a gun, you know, in your vehicle, even in your vehicle without a license. Right. You know, that's like one of the stipulations of actually having a handgun in your vehicle in Texas without a license can't be a member, member of street gang. Mm. So. You know, we look at all those all those things and all those little details and you break it all down. You realize that, man, everything about, you know, the gun laws, every little aspect of it, you know, even today, you know, it's really about control. And it's really about controlling a group of people. And it's really, you know, racist. Right. And like, again, real racism. I, you know, I have this argument all of the time lately. And it's, and it's like every four years. Right. After well, after Obama, because like somehow like. Everybody in the hood, and I get it, don't get me wrong, and some people might beat me up, some of the listeners might beat me up. I love what President Obama represented symbolically, right? I love that he was like, oh man, it was a family. Like me, I don't know if I could do that because the things that he would have had to endure to get that seat, I might have been slapped somebody in the mouth by them. (laughs) So his level of like composure and seeing a family and like young people like leveling that symbolic playing field, right? During that time, so you couldn't really say anything wrong. Like, he's like Jesus resurrected, right? But then after that, after his two terms, then it was like, we're having this big conversation about race all of the time. And it's like, yo, okay, so let's look at what's actually racist. Mm. When you get a dude like Biden that's been there for almost 50 years, and sometimes those seats in Congress are very more, much more influential. You know what I mean? When you can organize a bunch of people 
to say, hey, man, we're going to do this. Even a president ha- can be powerless against that organized well effort from somebody that's been in those, you know, in, the, in those halls for 30, 40 years. They well connected. Saying that to say, you got this guy that has like actual legit policy. Dude stood on the floor and said, yo, we made it where if a guy has drugs and even if he has a gun, I don't care if he didn't use it. I don't care if he didn't intend to use it. The judge cannot take that into consideration. He can't give him one year. We get one year. We got to give him five years. If you want to give him 10, 20, 60, we can work it out. This is a person that's saying, in essence, I want to support the racist policy of gun control, right? I want to not take into all of the sum total of circumstances like you would when you're making a decision. I want to arbitrarily throw a number at a person, and specifically that's going to be those guys from those racial jungles that I want, don't want my children to be kind of in. Right. So that's policy that's actually racist. Then you're telling me because Trump, with all of the media spin, you're telling me that dude speaks harshly. That And then I go, okay, show me the policy. I'll get behind it. No, that policy's le- legit bad, bro. It's legit racist. But you can't show me any. The left is very, very good at PR, manipulation, and assuaging, assuage, like playing to your emotions to make you look at, you know, firm talk as racism. You know, I'm, I'm not a jerk because I'm telling somebody I'm very serious in our classes or on the range. Bro, don't point the gun at me or mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to leave our, get off my line. That doesn't mean I'm evil. It just means I'm firm on the things that need to be firm, you know, about. And so this race concept, because they do the, the sleight of hand, you made me feel bad, so I'm racist. Now you're not paying attention to the person that's actually racist to the point where Kamala Harris, or Kamala, I'll pronounce her name properly, <laughs> her Indian name, she'll say months ago on the stage, Joe Biden, you're racist. Mm. Then everybody will magically forget that. Right. And now you had a reason why you said it on national television. You had a reason why you said it. You had something to back it up because you you know your handlers would have said, why are you saying that? So what, what kills me about you know about that is uh, Joe Biden. You know, I think I, when I look at him, only thing I can think of is Anita Hill. Yes, that's all I think of. Anita Hill. Yes, you know, and how he handled that because he was the chair on the committee. You know that handled her hearing. You know, doing the Clarence Thomas. You know, he tried to line Clarence Thomas up. Right. But 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 now, and it's, it happens with homie every couple of years. Four years ago, he was talking. They're going to string y'all up. <laughs> hey, he gets in there, he's going to string y'all up. You the person that was locking my homies and OGs up. Stop. But we got a short memory. But here's the ugly truth. That's our fault as the American people. It's our fault. We have become way too complacent. We have become, you know what I mean? Memes are great and they're hilarious. The thing about social media is it can trick your mind, how the human mind works. You think you did a thing because you saw a thing. Perception. Right. You didn't do anything. You just talked about it. On social media, you was like, you know, oh, this is wrong, and we got to fight against that. Like, now you got a chemical reaction. Your hypothalamus is creating peptides, and now you have the emotional addiction to the thing that you said, but you didn't actually do anything. So a part of that is our fault. What you accept will continue. We need to reverse that to, 
you know, when it comes to these politicians, the beatings will continue until morale improves. You know, and we just got to start being honest about saying that. We got to tighten up. Right now, we America's soft, super soft. Marshall. So I take it you didn't vote for Biden. No, not at all. So then what <laughs> What could you possibly know about racism? Because you ain't <laughs> black. Because I ain't black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you ain't black. And it's like, bro, Fauci said the same thing, like, pretty much last week. Is, is that not the definition of racism? I mean, this guy's literally telling someone that, that is a different ethnic group than, that, than him that they are not part, he's not part of an ethnic group because he is, the, what, the authority? The clowns that co-signed it and didn't take him to task on that are part of the problem, too. This is this is what media has turned into. When Charlemagne said that, when he said it on Charlemagne's show, you y'all let him laugh it off. Did, did he even check him? No, there was no. no check. I didn't. I didn't actually watch the entire interview. The whole thing reeks of. I just want my spot, and I. You don't want liberty. You don't want liberty. You just want comfortable slavery. Michael, what do you always say about that? We're picking between uh, two masters. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. And it's just, who, who, we're picking which one's gonna be the best bastard. Yeah, that's yeah. And I'm and I'm cool, man. I you know, I just finished watching uh, Game of Thrones. Oh really? Right? Just now, like what, like a serious? month ago. Yeah. Wow. Right. And yeah, I yeah. binged. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there was something that bend the knee. Right. When they <laughs> when they put it in blood on the wall, kill your masters. Mm. And that's a powerful phrase. What what is what's a master over your life? That's not allowing you to have. Your own autonomous freedom. What you kills got- me is just because you disagree with someone else, and and Thomas just said it on on our Facebook uh, stream there. You know, kills me. People will tell you, you know, they'll say like, just like Dr. Carson. You know, uh, white people were saying that you know he's not black because Dr. Carson, you know, had a different you know mindset. He believed something different. He believed he was conservative because you're conservative, you're not black. You're not really black because you're conservative. I don't even see how they actually even try that angle with me. Because, okay, I'm libertarian. I have strong conservative values. I'm at CPAC every year. Like, what? I'm in the hood, too. So what? How could you even, like, if, if, if your definition of black is urban, right, and I can speak slang as well as, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a person that believes that slang makes you incapable of articulating fully. Fully. All right, right. We're talking with Maj Teray yeah. for Black Guns Matter. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chat Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're talking with Mon Charade with Black Guns Matter. And you know what? You know, Mon, what, yeah. what kills me, another thing that kills me is that, you know, they're trying to change the narrative. They're trying to taint, change uh, what we need to focus on. Yeah. You know, they're saying, you know, we need more honest debate and rigorous research on gun control. That's what they're trying to focus on, <laughs> when that's not what the issue is. The issue is people are upset all this year long on you know how law enforcement is interacting with the public. Right. That's what people are upset about. That's right. what all the protests and riots and all that stuff is all about. It's not about gun control. No one cares about gun control, but they're trying to push that narrative because right. someone's trying to, they're trying to go after firearms this year, and they're doing everything they can to do that and focus on t- something totally different. And that's what Democrats do. Right. What I find that when when they're in control, they're in power. They don't focus on the things that the people really want them to focus on. Right. Or the thing that they said they was which was their focus. You, you guys for the, the whole y'all cost me a whole summer, right? Or at least a, a, a made it a more inconvenient summer. Because I went everywhere, right? Y'all were talking about no, we gotta stop the qualified immunity. We got immunity, we gotta fight this, the police brutality, the police brutality. Okay, and now in all intents and purposes, you guys stole an election, and I believe that, right? Now you here come the pivot. Now it's okay. So hurry up and let's groom the ATF to go start snatching polymer eighties. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But but again, we allow the pivot. Mm. The left rumbles. They said, okay, these freedom people, these right, these red people. You know, these guys aren't. Are, they got all of the guns, but they not doing nothing with them. Like there's literally like green-haired dudes, and whatever your hair color is, whatever. But they, they fit that description of what, you know, mass media says. This is the beta male, right? This beta male is out in the street doing, even though I disagree with their reasoning and why they're doing it, they doing stuff that's American is all day is long. Mm. I don't like the reason or why you're doing it, but still, it's like they are actually being the rebels. When the pivot happened, where have we been? We have not held our people to task. And this is another area where I'm going to get people upset. I have to. I'm sorry. My highest alignment is to the truth. President Trump called for some of this. Mm. 
That's right. When it comes to the Second Amendment, I have to be honest. We didn't have a bump stock ban under two two administrations of Obama. I have to be honest. Those st- sentences like you you don't like the silencers. I don't like bump stocks, but I got one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that we and and we as the constituency got to pull this code on that. Yo, bro. You you put deep state bar in there. You knew he was CIA. You knew that. But you put him in there. Maybe to curry favor. I don't know what the reason was. Maybe to think that maybe if the left, if we keep one or two guys around, then maybe they'll fall back. They have an agenda. And they're very, they, they locked in. And they're like a wounded animal. You beat them in 16. They're going to get low. And they have. They came out swinging. They look like Rocky out here. And you're right. The Republicans are not off the hook because under, you know, you look at, Ronald Reagan, you know, Republicans love Ronald Reagan, but he was responsible for gun control starting in California. My man straight up said he doesn't think <laughs> Americans should have machine guns. I got the video. I mean, look at the the Brady Bill. That was his press secretary. That's yeah. why we have a Brady Bill. <laughs> when are we going to be honest about that on the right? They can't be. They you, can't you be. Got, you got to so say it. I both said, parties. Yo, you got to say it. And maybe I won't get this year. Maybe I, I'll get, maybe this is the year I'll get kicked out of CPAC. Every year I've been telling more and more truth. Hey, bring me with you. All right, let's go. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But to me, it's like we got to be honest about that. Look, they have no... The left is saying stuff like... and I'm, We all see it. They're highlighting, I'll kill a baby in my stomach so fast. Mm. They're absolutely saying it. Mm. They've made their line in the sand. So if they're making their lines in the sand, and we, we, we red-blooded Americans, so we like to say... Where's our pushback? Right. You know, so it's 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 all of these do things. Do you think any any of this has to do with uh a lot of people that are more like us? Like we're all like a lot of entrepreneurs. We start our own businesses, we yeah. start our own foundations, and we're like working a lot more. I mean, right. I, how many hours we work a week collectively all eighty thousand yeah, bajillion. I mean, it's we, we work way more than full time. Right. You know, so I mean a lot of these green haired folks are working chilling. 12 hours a week. But but look, you know why they can think about you, know, you know why they can work 12 hours a week? Cuz we've allowed our government to be in a place where we can give them just give them your money. Mm. I forget who it was, but it was years ago on the floor like ancient, right? And they were figuring out they wanted to give $15,000 in aid to like the French people for some legit reason. And whoever this founding father was that said it said, I can't, and I'm paraphrasing, I can't find anywhere in the Constitution that says we can do this. That was 15K, however long ago. Our, all of us, except for my man Thomas Massey, shouts to him. When that $3 trillion of quiet, vote on this quietly, don't even show up, he was like, yo, we got one job. I can't. That's a wealth transfer. That's socialism. Mm. But we got on the right, our reps got real non or bipartisan for socialism. We are not taking those people to task in that area. So now the green haired guy can just get, yeah, I'm, I don't have money. Give it to me. Give me their money. It's two wings of the same bird, is it not? It is. And I, I, I it is to a certain extent, but I'm more like, I'm like Brad Pitt's character in Seven. Y'all ever see that movie? How does that end for him? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, there's some of me still in there. Like, I can't believe that it's two, 
I don't want to believe. You're still looking for what's in that right. box. No, I'm looking for. Remember, remember when Morgan Freeman's character told him, like, listen, I'm trying to retire. This kid is gung ho, <laughs> but this shouldn't be his first case because these killings are just gonna go on and on and on. I don't want it to be my last case. It shouldn't be his first case. And Brad Pitt's character's like, yo, shut this old dude up. Like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And so fast forward, they have a drink, and Brad Pitt's kind of telling Morgan Freeman, like, yo, you got this, woe is the end of the world, it's all gloom and doom. And I, he literally says it. He said, I don't believe that. And then he doubled down and said, I cannot believe that. Like, painstakingly, oh, my God, if I actually believe that, what is this whole life thing about? You're going to have to accept an entirely new reality. Very nihilistic reality. Yeah. So for me, is it two wings of the same bird? So I go, okay, speaking of bird, I go look at the Sankofa process. And, and the Adinkra symbol of the Sankofa bird is a bird that's standing forward, but his neck is looking backwards, right? In order to prepare for where you're going, you got to know, know where, where you've been. been. So when I look back, and if I look up George Washington like, Yo, bro, don't do parties. Don't do that. Like, if you, if guys, if we do that, it's like the worst thing. And if that's the dude that had the fortitude to rumble for this thing, again, with their contradictions, if he was like, yo, don't do parties. Now I have to ask when I'm presented with that question, like, damn, is it two wings of the same bird? <laughs> I have to accept if I, I don't want to believe that it's two wings of the same bird. But every single day, as more and more, I see more rhinos. It's like yeah. it's like six cents. I see rhinos. I see rhinos everywhere. Well, that's why that's why people like Michael is a perfect example of someone that splits. The, I'm being dead serious. It's, he's a perfect example of someone that splits the the party boundaries because a lot of these boundaries are created on social issues. Right. He's gay. He's black. He's short. You know how, the, you know how people feel about short people. Right. It's all of that, and I, it's like, but I but, am. But, but it. But it <laughs> I'm all of that. But but it forces <laughs> it forces all, all of, of those people that respect the work from the party to go, man, I gotta look at this differently. You know what I mean? I, I gotta wait, what? What do I gotta do? Wait, so wait, you can do no different than me. It's like I'm going, yeah, I'm a libertarian and I I don't I think I'm I'm not even that anymore. I like feel like I'm not I'm I'm evolving past that, right? But then I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to CPAC. Because, yeah, there's conservative. Because why not? And would you also not go to a... I would go to... Our first, my first big interview was in 2016 at the Democrat... 15 or 16 at the Democratic National Convention in Philly. I did Hannity. It was me, Hannity, Rudy Giuliani, and Geraldo Rivera. And I had to check Geraldo Rivera because he cut in front of me in line. And I was like, yo, bro, chill out. I'm like, come on. You know what I'm saying? And so saying that to say, I'll go anywhere. I don't care. I'll go to a communist thing. Yo, bro, you want to be, that's the thing about freedom. Mm. You can be, a, you want to live in a commune? Buy the land. I don't, maybe somebody will give it to you for free. Cool. The government's still going to tax you on that, but whatever. However y'all come up with the money, right? If you guys, if it works for you, I don't care. Just don't try to lean my way with it. And that creates that anomaly of what freedom actually is. And that's I think that's why it's important that things be localized. Yeah. And that's and Michael's another thing. I'm just I'm just kissing uh butt today. But <laughs> that's another thing Michael's talking about. Going to the legislature, getting your voice heard. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a like, you know, take to the streets kind of person, but you know, sometimes sometimes it's exactly. Right. And that balance is is key. And to me, I, I just don't want to 
I'm out in 2022. I'm out. What does that mean? He's going to get Malcolm X'd. I'm leaving. I'm before you, before they going? come. Where are you going? I'm gonna go somewhere warm where I can like get on a yoga mat, grow my own food, grow some weed, build a range in my backyard. You going back to Africa? No, I'm gonna go to <laughs> no, I'm going to America. I'm look, it's somewhere. It's gonna be somewhere in the south. Is it? Probably Florida. You can't Pro- grow weed in Florida. I, hey, yes, man, I can. Hey, move, move to Austin. Move to Austin, Texas. Y'all, you'll wait, love it here. Is it? Can y'all grow food here? What's the soil like here? No, it's no, hard. y'all dry look, as hell. You can it's do whatever you want if you put your mind. No, to and that's it, what I'm right? saying. So I'm gonna go somewhere. Because I feel myself in more areas of life being more Morgan Freeman in Seven. I feel myself going like, we've seen this movie play out. This is how the Empire Are you going to start talking like him? I'm going to actually, if I get to a point where I don't have to talk, <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm getting to a point where I want to just do the best example that I can give. Remember when Thanos won and he was just like, I'm on this planet. I don't have a guard. I just want to guard in. I just want to be like growing food, right? I'm just, I'm just, I want to be over there because I, I don't believe that the American people want what's written down for them. I don't think that we are willing to reinform and re-educate ourselves to fight for those things that were literally said, hey, you got this right. Is there another country that has more freedom than the United States? Mm. Switzerland. All right, you win this one, I guess. (laughs) A free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any and who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're in studio with Maj Ture, Black Guns Matter. We're talking about, man, we're talking about everything. You know what? The Supreme Court has ruled that neither the Constitution nor state law impose a general duty upon police officers or other government officials to protect individual persons from harm even when they know the harm will occur. And, a, and there's a professor in a, at the University of Florida. He says that police can you know, watch someone attack you, refuse to intervene, and not violate the Constitution. So the Supreme Court has repeatedly held that the government has only a duty to protect persons who are in custody. So, so that so, means they're messing their job up both. So my... <laughs> On right, both sides. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to protect people, right? And 
Sandra Bland happened. Okay, so my question. So why do we need them? Why do my, we need police? Right. That's 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 <laughs> what, what I was we need gonna, police. That's right. what I wanted to boil this down to. But my quick question here is: Yes, I understand it's from a Supreme Court decision, but what was their reasoning to say that the police are not required to protect and serve? And what and and how is that extended even further to say that Ken Paxton? has declared that the police don't have to even prevent another police officer from doing something illegal, especially in this time. And this goes back to what uh, Felicia was saying during the break, and I wanted to say that again, you know, because the courts have rejected the argument that students are in custody of school officials while they are on campus. Uh, So custody is narrowly confined to situations where a person loses his or her freedom to move freely and seek assistance on their own. They're talking about the Parkland shooting. Mm. Right. So, and, and, and you were talking about that during the break. Yeah, so essentially what happened is the officer at the Parkland shooting did not go in to protect the children in during that shooting and then was upset that he did not get his pension and benefits after being let go for not protecting anyone, so it went to court. And the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, as I typically say, deemed that they did not have, that, that law enforcement officer did not have a legal duty to protect them. That's right. Then State Representative James White asked... Ken Paxton, our attorney general here in Texas, basically his opinion on whether or not a law enforcement officer had the um, right, ability, and actually, it's, it's, duty. Yeah. And it says, um, you know, whether a peace officer has a duty to intervene yeah. to prevent another peace officer from violating the rights of a citizen. And essentially upheld the same precedent set in that SCOTUS ruling. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. So I'm just wondering how the Supreme Court, what their reasoning was. You got to read that opinion and see what. That's going to be too too long for it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. You don't have a reason to protect me. You also don't. I don't want you to have a reason to ask me anything. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Because most of the things that you're bothering the people about don't even produce actual, like, victims. I'm good with police officers saying, hey, we're only responding to robberies, rapes, and homicides. Mm. I would be perfectly fine with that as well. But then the state would have, not even the state, but the country would have to reevaluate their laws and let me protect myself and stop making me jump through hoops like a circus animal in order to carry a firearm, yep. in order to get a firearm, in order to get ammunition for my firearm. And look, I called the cops a few weeks ago, and they still never, they haven't showed up, and they never called me to follow up. Listen, I'm not calling Wait. them again, and I'm going to handle it myself. Why did you call the cops? There were some people breaking into cars in my parking lot and, like, smoking Shut meth. No, well, was it my car? <laughs> it no. wasn't my car, and the thing is, it's like, I always, I always joke and say, like, I'm too cute for prison, and that's going to be, like, Yo, I don't want to go I yet. never, the only time, so I've called, I've called the police... No, I haven't. So one time when I was younger, our house was on fire. Mm. And it was like, you know how you don't clean your chimney and you got to fight and the fire starts in the chimney? So somebody riding past was like, hey, bro, like, y'all chimney's on fire. So I got the hose and got on, like, put a ladder up and started, like, dousing the inside of the chimney with water. I did not call the police. Hey, did it work? No, it didn't. Somebody else driving by called like the fire people. Mm. There should be a sidebar. There should <laughs> the be a fire separate people. right. There should be another number for fire. Like it should be like eight one one. Right. My point in saying that is, I'm good with being responsible for me and my stuff. Right. If you guys, if I was to call you, it would be after there's a, I stop the threat, 
and I need you to get this guy out of here, and I need you to make a report. That's all I really need you to do. I don't need you to, like, sneak and hide somewhere to see if I'm going four miles over the speed limit. All of the things that they're actually engaging, even think of that contradiction. We don't have to actually protect you. We've marketed it as if it's a noble profession, but we only enforce the laws that generate revenue for the state. And it's essentially, a, it's like surveillance. It's right. there, But it's not surveillance for us. For you. It's like having home cameras that you can't look at yourself. Because if we do something wrong, you can't watch it. Mm. Nothing makes me more nervous than driving around Austin, just going to the gym, running errands, going to dinner, and seeing a bunch of cops, and it's like, oh, God, why are they here? Like, nothing makes me feel less safe than seeing a large amount of police officers. They shouldn't be there. See, again, fire. the, the firemen got the model and fire women, right? There's never, like... Fire trucks going like, you setting fires, man? <laughs> like riding around, like where's the fires at? Yeah, but you know who? You... <laughs> Never mind. Nope, nope. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no. If we call you, show up. Mm. But that patrol surveil thing, when you have no obligation to actually protect me. And to your point, if you see your guy, your blue uniform guy, doing something wrong to me, you have no obligation to actually stop him either. Right. You know what it is? Have you heard of the term of a panopticon? Panopticon? Panopticon. Can you look that up, Zach? So yeah, can... that's like basically a prison where there's a it's uh, watching station in the middle, and all the cells are in a circle around, so they're just in view. It was it was a prison time. system designed a while a, a long time ago that they've essentially implemented across the entire country now, it seems like, with, with uh, cameras at every intersection. Yeah. And they have these gunshot detection systems that we were talking about the other day. And I believe we got that in Austin. They do have it in Austin. Yeah, I, yeah that system, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, That's the thing where it's a panoptical. and it's a ping to yeah, let you it, know it where to... It's called a shot detector. Okay. And, um, it, yeah, I mean, just I, I, would, uh, I would insist that anyone listening to this, watching this, just Google what a panopticon is. And it, if you, you know, attach that ideal that concept to the reality that we live in in the united states it's pretty much on point so when you say panopticon meaning in the physical layout of it in a prison physically and mentally i mean it's a way to like to to imprison your mind as well so so i'm saying that because the first prison in in america is up the street from my house in philly it's eastern state penitentiary Hmm. right and eastern state penitentiary when you said that they had the guard system was in the middle in the middle and all of every all of the cells were around it. So they Casey's got it up on screen. Oh yeah, you don't have a computer. The, the crazy 60 days, sixty the, days. The crazy thing is, sixty. I've seen sixty days. And it's no, like what's on screen right now? The that what's it called? A panopticon? P a n o p t i c o n. Panopticon. So now when you say this, now now so let's look at this. Now let's say we say we all are in agreement. Everybody's listening, goes and watches, and they're like, oh man, they doing that thing. They panopticoning us. <laughs> Right? It's a panopticon. Okay, what a right? start. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now that we all, like, the vast majority of us agree, from the financial area to the surveillance to, like, if you show, I just found this out last week, right? If I show a million dollars in income to the bank, legit, right? They're still going to run through everything for me to get a mortgage. That was a subtle flex. A little humble flex, yeah, right? Humble. humble. <laughs> right, right, right. Allegedly. Right, if I allegedly showed that much in income or anyone, right? Financially, there's all of these. You still got to tell us more, tell us more, tell us more. If we all overwhelmingly, all of the listeners and all, let's say everybody in America is listening to this, and seventy percent of us are like, 
this is wrong. How many people or what percentage of the people are going to be willing to be physically confrontational to stop it? Because they got the monopoly on the violence. <laughs> so when are we going to go like, yo, I'm going to buy some MRAPs. Yo, well, I'm gonna... when's the last example of that even happening? Maybe like the, the 60s? Is that even a, a good example of, of, I mean, it is, right? The civil rights movement, people rising up? No? Yes? Not really, because, no. because we were still cool with like peaceful. Right. And, and America was not built peacefully. Yeah. It wasn't. And and again, don't get me wrong. I love where we live. I love Malcolm X by any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And what and he and he he had a lot of good anecdotes on on a lot of things. You know, you know what's funny? I got a quick thing to say. You you hit me, I shoot you by any means necessary. And he also had a lot of interesting (laughs) things to say about white conservatives versus versus white liberals. And I think that he's correct to a degree. But um I will say this growing up, I pretty much was like I wasn't taught in school. That Malcolm X was racist, but I, I pretty much thought he hated white people. Yep. And then I did a bunch of research on my own and kind of came to a, a different conclusion. I mean, he might not have been like, hey, I'm real friendly with white folks because of the time he lived in. But right. it's not it's not what it, it's just a perception shift. And I think you, that, that more people he was are a realist. He's like, look, he'll yes. sit there right in your face and sit across from you, do an interview and say, like, you know what? You know, you're, you're just evil. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Calm, calm as ever. Yeah, yeah. That's this is gonna, it's completely off topic, kind of, but not really. I just started learning that, feeling that same way about Aleister Crawley. Oh man, you're going, you're going. I'm into going deep somewhere territory. else. I've been, I've been, I've been in an RV for months. <laughs> See what like, driving on the road does to you. Oh you're, you're on the road. You, your mind just wanders. You listen to radio, <laughs> and you just you listen to the news. You just you have time to like soak it all in. Yo, next thing you're doing, I'm telling a, a, you, rituals in a in a. Alleyway. Do you know who Aleister Crowley is, Michael? No, I don't, but I'm going to oh, look it up. I'm going to look okay, it up. Okay, yeah, break. look him up. Right. Look him up. It, I, will, it will be found an unjust and unwise jealousy to deprive a man of his natural liberty upon this supposition he may ab- abuse it. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're talking with Maj Ray with Black Guns Matter. All right, so this video that you're looking at right now, uh, it's, you know, shooting after shooting after shooting. So it's the same police officer that gets in trouble. You know, that police officer leaves that police department, goes to another police department, he quits or whatever before he's fired, which we call a gypsy cop, because once they're fired, they can actually lose their law enforcement credentials. But if you don't fire them, they quit move to another department, then they can keep their credentials. And so gypsy cops, you know, this officer here, uh, he's with the Lamarck Police Department, you know, and they released his identity on Friday. He actually fatally shot a 22-year-old man uh, to death, uh, you know, this week. And the officer who shot uh, this young man who has been with, you know, he's been with the department since 2014, and the officer had been named in previous daily officer-involved shootings before now. And this particular video here, you know, you're talking about holding a person's head under the water. You're talking about someone stumping this guy's face while his head is under the water. We're talking about other officers holding this guy down while his head is under the water. 
We're talking about punching this guy in his side while his head is down under the water. That's what we're talking about, and no one is punished for this. There's no discipline action whatsoever. How is this, you know, something not done about this? How is this okay? You know, that is not okay. And for someone to sit here and try to, you know, justify this and try to, you know, stick up, you know, for the actions, you know, of these officers, you're wrong and you're part of the problem. If you're an officer that witnesses something like this and you don't say something, you're wrong. You're part of the problem. Yeah, but they're not required to because Ken Paxton said they're not required to. Along with, but, and along with SCOTUS, yeah, the Supreme yeah, yes. Court of the United States. So but it's not I, just Ken Paxton. That's but, the way our laws are because we allow yep. we allow this to happen. You yep. know, this is not Ken Paxton's fault. This is not the Supreme Court's fault. Is we it, need to make our we need to change the law. If did this guy die that they were uh, punching mm. in the face underwater? No. Okay. If he would have died. And those guys were sitting there not intervening. Is is that is there not any way that that can be sort of an accessory to murder? It's it's the I think it's the it's the it's the it's a more aggressive and even clearer conversation. And I'm saying even clearer just as an aside, but it's the same thing as George Floyd. Mm. Y'all sat there, bro. If if my friend gets into a bar fight and he beaten dude to a pulp, it's over, bro. It's sort of like over. the Ray Lewis. Uh, yeah, you remember that? Yeah. It's, he, he had to pay a lot of money for that, and, he, and so he did have a um, a consequence. Right, but the police don't have a... Here's the thing. No consequences? This, this, this is, no consequences. The reality is, you ever see that... Again, me with the movies, right? You ever see gangs in New York? Mm-hmm. Every, we're all gangs. They're just... Is their gang more powerful? This is tribalism. Mm. The American people, this is going to sound cringy, the American people have to be okay with violence again. You have to give violence a chance. Everybody on earth has to be okay with violence because it's natural. Right. And and you're 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 giving a monopoly of violence and overmilitarizing the police state. Yeah. Their PR is making it look like they're all just like helping old ladies across the street. In reality, we don't have to help you do anything. You know, you got guys running around saying, like, we back the blue. Okay, cool. And I get it. You back the blue? Okay, fine. Now that the blue is coming and telling you you got to have a mask on or we're going to lock you up. You can't open your business or we're going to lock you up. There's a reason why my guy Ian over in uh, uh, Belmar in New Jersey, right, 10 minutes across the bridge in Philly, right, there's a reason why he's been gotten uh, Governor Murphy over there has given him over a million dollars in fees. They took their license to have a gym, the healthy place. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I drove over there as soon as I heard about it. He followed me. I'm like, yo, we got to do something, throw it on the gram, right? But it's all strong men and women in there. And so the police ain't coming over there to bother them. Hey, you know you know, a perfect example of this? You know where the police did go and the, and the fire marshal and the code enforcement? You know where they did go back in, when was that, Michael? Back in, like, April or May? April. They showed up at Central Texas Gunworks. This is where I buy all of my guns. I was and there yesterday. It's an amazing place. <laughs> and, uh, it's amazing. And, uh, there's that money. Right. There's that cash register. And, uh, Michael, I mean, tell them what happened, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, someone called the police and, and uh, called 311. They didn't call the police. They called 311. And so we had uh, the code enforcement. We had the fire marshal. We had the Austin Police Department all show up at the same time. Uh, to make sure that we were, you know, following the procedure, you know, social distancing, mask, and all that good kind of stuff. You know, that's and, just how it happened. And you we, stayed open right. this entire time. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, here's my thing to this. We, again, we as Americans have gotten so comfortable 
We don't even know what tyranny looks like. Like, peep this. Somebody's telling you when to go outside, when you got to go back in the house, when you can open your business, when you got to close your business, what you have to wear on your face. Like, and like, soon enough, what you can, what you have to inject into your right. body to get on a plane or go to a concert. Or I whatever. can't wait. Ooh. Listen, I, I love law enforcement officers that want to chase robbers, raper, rapists, and killers. If you are a law enforcement officer that are, is coming to try to enforce me, you're a red coat. You're a red coat. If it's not a crime with an actual victim, I, I want I'm Brad Pitt. I want to believe that there's a lot of officers that will not, you know, that'll walk off. I'm not doing that. But the, the, the data, every time an officer takes a firearm off of someone that has not used it, in the, like, violently, that's an unconstitutional move. That's the reality of it. So I want to believe that there's officers that are like, yo, I'm not doing that. But my history shows me, as long as you got a comfortable pension, and you, I'm just doing my job. I'm telling you, my agenda... Comply. Comply. My agenda is, and me, the rules expressed on the Michael Cargill Come and Talk It show are the views of Maj Touré and Maj Touré alone, right? If you come and try to violate my first, second, third, fourth, insert amendment right, my human right to exist, you are a threat to my life and my family. You are an imminent threat to my life and my family. And that's it. That's, I'm actually a real American. That's the reality of it. And you know what's happening now that they're they're take they're the more that more guns get taken from people, you're gonna get things like the ATF raiding this ghost gun company, mm-hmm. and this guy that got busted in the suburbs somewhere for having these sw- hundreds of switches to make uh, semi-automatic guns fully automatic, which by the way is lawful. And and again, bump stocks. I don't own one, but he. Michael had a lawsuit against Trump admin. Right. And the bump stocks should be legal. They nope. absolutely should be. We're not accepting the reality of human nature. Germs and steel type vibes. Yeah, that's a good book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, we have to be comfortable with violence again. Let's, let's go back because I but, don't want people but to. Alistair Crowley. Oh, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> but Alistair Crowley. <laughs> So so look so before yeah. <laughs> so all right so Mike put me on the spot all right so look, the crown. I've been in the RV for a couple of months y'all and I've been reading a lot of stuff right I got like a I got a mini like my if he my, says my, DMT my, I'll understand yo my, <laughs> <laughs> if say, hey Joe Rogan where you if at? you say DMT I'll understand I be we, like we gotta okay get, now it makes right, sense right. we gotta get Joe Rogan in here talking about <laughs> my, that's what we gotta get my mini library on the RV. If you do it right, can take you somewhere transcendental for sure, right? I got. Radio- are, you, are you inviting Michael under the RV? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it in the sense of like, like, yo, it's. I'm open to reading anything. Like I've read Mein Kampf like three times. Mm. I want to know what Hitler thought in his mind to think that like that was cool. Like, and you gotta like, dude came like this close to controlling most of the modern world. Dude was like this close. Then when you start to recognize that that Adinkra symbol was an African symbol, when you start to recognize that he talked to Madame Blavatsky, who was in Philadelphia, one of my favorite restaurants was her house. When you start to recognize that Madame Blavatsky... Are we talking about Crowley or Hitler? It's going to tie in that Crowley. Okay. Madame Blavatsky also was in league with Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley had a lot of... His family had a lot of bread, right? 
He used to meditate in the like in like the pyramids. You know what I'm saying? So all the, some of the stuff that he was talking about in some of his books, like Diary of a, a Drug Fiend or something, I think that's one of the names of them. Some of the things that he was talking about that traditionally are now identified as evil, like Thoth, like ancient Kemetic or Egyptian gods. Me knowing about like reading books like Now Valley Contributions to Civilization, I'm like, oh, y'all did that thing where y'all made the thing that's good. Like, remember the movie The Mummy? They made Imhotep the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Imhotep is actually the father of medicine. You know what I'm saying? And so when I hear that type of stuff, I'm like, okay, let me check into this dude. Dude was into tantric and and, uh, raising your kundalini. Dude was into yoga. Dude was into a lot of things that, ironically, guys like Ben Franklin were into. So that rabbit hole for me, I'm like, oh, man. Now, are people going to hear this and go, Maj, you're a devil worshiper. You're in the Illuminati. Of course somebody's going to say that. No, guys, I'm not. I may be in the Illuminati, just to scare you. Don't don't mess with me, right? But I'm not I'm not a devil worshiper or anything like that. But I like to read things. And my, Mike was like, "Oh, oh, so so you reading Crowley now? Like, what? Th- that's where we going with this, brother? You know what I'm saying?" And so I just like to read things that traditionally people say you shouldn't read because I have a filtration system to determine for myself. Nah, dude was kind of crazy, or he's right here, but he's all the way wrong here. So yeah, he just put me on blast. Yes, yes, yes. I've been reading some of Alistair Crowley's well, works. It's probably just a little bit of a shock to Michael because Michael's a staunch Christian. Oh, so that's why. <laughs> what? I, that's right. I believe praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Ammunition. Because <laughs> we can take it a moment here. We can pray right now, you know, and, and thank the Lord for everything that we've, you know, we've hold hands in prayer. Right. That's right. right. And right. that the fact that we have not contracted uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, we've been able to. Yeah, that's right. Don't make Mike, are you going to get the vaccine if it comes out? I, I'm not telling my medical history to anyone. Smart. That's, that's right. Smart. Because uh, they they don't know. These people do not know what uh, I'm HIPAA not laws are. I'm not getting it. I know what HIPAA. Yeah. Is. They don't know what HIPAA. Laws are. It's like it's gone out the window. They're just telling everyone's personal. You know. You know. My goodness. Do we discuss? You know, who got an HIV test and who did? That's a you, good you know angle. That's yeah. a good way of looking. No, at we it. don't. He brought this up yeah. months ago, and yeah. it's it is insane. I mean, if you're if we're gonna be asking people, oh, did you get this vaccine or not? You can't that's, do that. That's, that's illegal. illegal. That's you, you, you got AIDS. You got AIDS. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. You don't got the vaccine <laughs> for AIDS. Right. You still don't legally have to disclose when you have AIDS, but and you want to have sexual intercourse with someone, but we have to have a card for COVID. Listen, bro. That's so that's ridiculous. Number one, I'm I'm giving whoever's listening. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. The get money scheme is printing up fake vaccine. I got my vaccine cards. Oh, we, we I got for it for sure. cheap. For I've sure. had this dude walk into the shop with yeah. his COVID busters. I probably should. He walked into the shop with a business card, COVID busters. And so I'm like, what is this? He goes, yeah, we can kill COVID for you. You know, you, we can come in and we can give you a quote and let you know that we can take care of COVID Man, and, and get rid of it. Smart. And, I'm, and then, and then I'm looking, I was like, okay, look at his website. His website is like a Facebook page. Okay, well, what is it? <laughs> so I go to Facebook, can't find it. Don't exist. See? I was like, man, if you don't get out of here. That, guy, that, that, that guy's <laughs> Snake got the oil salesman. This is, a, this is literally COVID snake busters. oil salesman. It's the same thing. And then you, but it turns into you got a guy that doesn't practice medicine pushing a vaccine. I just again, but it's but again, can you can we imagine if the founding fathers, if a dude was like, somebody comes up to Thomas Jefferson or Patrick Henry or whoever, and is like, "Yo, bro, you got to put this in your body," like that is rape. Mm. That's like rape. You got to put this in your body because I said so. 
Can you imagine if I walked up to a woman and said, hey, girl, you got to put this in your body because I said so. There would be like, at what point are, but again, it's back to us. At what point are we going to not, like, if we're not comfortable with the potential use of violence, respectfully, only when aggressed upon, right? If we're not okay with that, then they can keep doing it. They are telling you, as an, as an airline, I took a bunch of the bailout money, so I don't even know if y'all can say, well, we're a private business. Are you? If you got trillions of dollars or billions of dollars in tax dollars for bailout money, right? Now you're going to tell me, regardless of that HIPAA law or my, maybe I'm a member of the Americans with Disability Act. Mm. Who knows? You can't even ask a person, you know, that, that just got a, a service animal, you know, wh- why? Why, do you need, why do you need to have this service animal? So why do I need to tell anyone, you know, if I got, you know, the virus? It's a good point. If I've gotten the vaccine or not. Why do I need to tell you that? I don't need to tell you that. You know, why do I have to tell you if I've been around 10 people or more? I lie, to, I lie to my doctors all the time. I'm sorry, you can't come in here. You know, you have to fill out this questionnaire, and we're going to ask you some questions. Have you been around 10 or more people? And I, and I, in the same breath, I tell them, I just taught an LTC class with 40 people. Right. We've been to the gun range, you know, super spreader. I just had an event last night. was a super spreader event. And da 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 You know, that's none of your business. Right. You know, and, and I that, lie to you. I will lie to you every day of the week. Yep. The only, only person I cannot lie to is law enforcement. That's what they tell me. Right. So I don't lie to them, but I lie to everybody you else. You don't lie right. to law enforcement? That's what they say. You can't do that. That's what they say. Wait, yeah, you can't because of attorney. Huh? Hey. You can't lie to cops? No, I've been doing this wrong the whole time? Yeah, you've yeah, been doing that wrong. Say, right. I, I, I think I broke a, I think I'm not doing it right. Yo, That's I'm, right. Yeah, listen, I, my, I plead the fifth. I ain't got nothing to talk to him about. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to talk to him about yeah. at all. <laughs> it, it's crazy. All right, so and, and what else you want to talk about? Because you had some other stuff we're to get to We talked we about time. the cops not having to um, intervene. We talked about the, the oh, the ATF rating this uh, uh, Polymer gun 80. company. Oh, before we go there, I, what, what are your thoughts on Brianna Taylor? And how that played out. Um, I think that her 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 mate is a hero. Mm. Just like I think Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. I think that he did what he was supposed to do. I think they lied, got caught in lies. I think that the postmaster general, when they tried to say, Well, we heard that there was drug stuff coming to the house and all blah, 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 and tried to rope them in there, they kept I, and I wanted to believe them. Cause I, I I give everybody that objective space. I think they kept lying and kept lying and kept lying. Mm. Um and I think that you think they all turned the warrant illegally, um, because that's that's where the crime is going to be committed. So yes, I think I, I do think that, and I also think that um, it's just fishy if you're because right. on one hand you let's say if let's say if you got the warrant you got a no, you got a no knock warrant, mm-hmm. right? And even if you got it legally or illegally, if you got a or unlawfully, if you got a, a no knock warrant, but you're telling me you knocked, mm. what was the what was the impetus for getting? This guy's the the dangerous guy, mm-hmm. so you. That's why we got a no knock warrant. And you can clearly hear on the on the nine one one call, the change in their voice when they realize it was police. Right. You can clearly hear that. So to say that they announced that they were law enforcement and they were firing shots is a compl- it's an obvious lie. I speak to you lo- have to be just stupid. Right. When I when I speak to and I, I some of the trainers that we do like some of my guys have done SWAT have done this have done that right. And I've been on the block where I've seen, oh, it's Thursday. They about to jump out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In Philly, they, oh, they about jump to jump out. out. Right. right. They about to jump out. It's Thursday. Like, we can, sometimes you can almost be like, oh, it's Thursday. Task Force Thursday. Like, y'all about to show up. Technically, 
you're announcing police as you're swinging the battering ring. <laughs> so, like, you're you can't not hear that, right? That doesn't process. Now, right. if you say, "Did you identify?" Yeah, I was saying police as I was swinging the battering ram. And all I, you heard was boom, boom. And now <laughs> I'm concerned, and I'm quite naturally I'm going to go to my firearm. Right. I think that that's what that happened. I think that everybody. That's, this is another example of the contradiction in the Second Amendment community because we all went. Not we all, but a lot of guys were like, he he shouldn't have had the gun. It's, it's more that bias there. It's, it's the same thing as holding someone's head under the water saying, stop resisting. Right. Stop resisting. And you're trying to, like, breathe. You're, um, you're drowning me. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? Speaking of the police busting doors down, are you, for, are you did you guys hear about the Florida COVID scientist whose house was? Oh, Yeah. I think this is a good transition. Hey, wait, is that the young lady? Yes. Yeah. Yep. White lady, you think she's blonde? She, yeah. She, <laughs> she had her, she had her um, home. This wasn't like her workplace. This was her home. Mm -hmm. uh, broke, busted in by the police. Guns drawn. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she, that, is that not is, weird? Is, is she a gun owner? No. And what was the crime? What was the purpose? They said, so the, based on the information that I have of it. I got to pull this up. In essence, oh, we got word that there were some unsecured logins to whatever this database thing is about the COVID situation. Now, the reality is. Logins of to course, a website? She, yeah. Like, she's like, you know how, like, you get a code for, but so, she's the person. So, she, of course, she, she was, she was so saying. So, you in someone's house? She was saying that, that she was refusing to manipulate data. Correct. And they, she said that the people who she worked for were telling her to manipulate COVID data. Right. And she refused to do it, and then her house gets busted in. Yep. I mean, she this is insane. She should have shot him. She should have shot him. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is, and again, and I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat. The views expressed by Maj Touré do not reflect Talk1370.com or Talk Radio 1370 AM, right? This is my individual view, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So it becomes, if someone violates your home, breaks into your home, you have the right to shoot them. Castle doctrine. Castle doctrine. You know? Well, and stand your ground. And I'm standing well. my ground. The More... Violators, your someone's uniform does not give them a pass to violate this bill of rights or your right, your human right to exist. Their uniform, if the firemen did it in their hats, or if it was a postal service worker, I would say the same thing. If it was a nurse, love nurses, nurses are dope, dope, right? If you break into my house with your nurse uniform on and violate. You, so, so I, I just want to point out that it wasn't. They didn't just break in there and like arrest her. They took all of her stuff. And that's where we know it's game. That's where we know it's the pandemic, the scamdemic. Because it's like, okay, why are you? It's, it's, it's like the. Is it illegal to log into a website? It's that's, that's not that. Is what, that even the a reason crime? they they raided her house was. The, what, the, so there's always I, the the official statement, and then there's a real reason. That's right. what I was getting at. Right. Like, have you ever had your house raided, Michael? No. <laughs> well, let me tell you something about that. They don't need a warrant. I've, I have as well, and yeah. they kicked my front door in, and the deadbolt was closed, and it ripped the frame off my door. Mm. They don't. There's not a, and they got a warrant three hours later. And guess right. what? I didn't go to prison because right. of that. Point is, whether she did this or not, right. You can't, that's not constitutional. And you can't right. just take people's stuff. Right. And it's the same thing with the ATF raiding this ghost gun yep. company, which I'm not extremely familiar with that story. You are, and I know you are, yeah. Michael, but I mean, so this is just, these, these cops are just raiding people left and right who just disagree. Polymer 80's justification was, so 
on one uh, set of kits, it's like the one chunk that you mill out, right? Now that one was going just as the just the mill out. You got to lower, right? It's eighty percent. Eighty percent. You got to finish it yourself. Bam. Then they did the builder gun kits that had. They came in like the black case that all handguns come in a little black cheap case that you should never take at the airline with the serial number on it, right? right? Okay. Those ones were serialized. Okay. So there's the ATF's argument was since well, the serial number when you since you're shipping it, even though they're still separate, we 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 want to kind of come in. Now, they also took information and computers from Polymer 80. That company's, I think, out of, right outside of Carson, Nevada, right? They took their computers as well because you guys want information on end users. Then, new story comes out. My guy John Crump dropped it, I think, yesterday or the day before. They're also reaching out to people that have the build buy and build kits. So not only did you go to get the information, now you're going to the end of we know you got one. Okay, okay. Real quick, I forgot something important about the about this thing in Florida. Mm. The scientist that was that was raided. Yeah. Uh, the governor Ron DeSantis, DeSantis, Republican, said that Rebecca Jones, the scientist, said that all of her claims were a conspiracy theory. You understand? Complete conspiracy theory. So if it was a conspiracy theory, why, why did they, they raid, raid her, her house? house? Right. They're this lying. Is, this is crazy. This is insane. Not enough people are getting shot for violating. I know that sounds harsh, guys. Okay, the FDLE was issuing a warrant to Jones to justify seizing her computers, smartphones, and other electronics as part of a computer hacking investigation. The department says someone gained access to the state's emergency management system and sent a text message to 1,750 recipients saying, it's time to speak up before another 17,000 people are dead. You know this is wrong. You don't have to be part of this. Be a hero. Speak out before it's too late. The FDLE has said officers traced the message to Jones' internet protocol IP address mm-hmm. associated with her Comcast account from which they got her address. That's Boom. from USA Today. Thank the, you, Casey. The, the fact checkers themselves, right? So, basically, I told that you were doing... This is Snowden. This is Assange. Uh, this is all of the same thing. I told that y'all were doing the wrong thing. Now we're going to criminalize and try to victimize the person doing the actual American thing. <laughs> What does this sound like? This is a panopticon. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's a massive surveillance. If they don't have boots on the ground watching you, they've got cameras, they've got tracing systems, they've got IP addresses, they got all this stuff. Not this. Not, not to sound, sound like I'm going to like uh, Alex Jones. I was just going to sound like <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm now, like now I'm, I'm marked forever. I'm screwed now. Yo, man, we got to accept. It's two things, and I'm gonna be clear to to the, to the hey f- hey whatever my agent is that's. Targeted to listen to me and watch me. <laughs> Your FBI agent. Right, my FBI agent, <laughs> CIA agent, whatever deep state dude. Listen, tell the guys give me, I'm out in 2022 anyway. <laughs> or give me $100 million and I'm going to be quiet and just not say anything. I'm just out. And I'm that's gonna, how we'll know I'm that, gonna, that, that, yeah, yeah, I've that told, everything I've, you said is listen, true. I've told everybody, if you see me pop up with a black and white Bentley Continental GT, the same car in black and white, I've been compromised. Don't listen to me anymore. <laughs> They don't got you don't got you guys don't got to shoot me. You don't got to like blow up my house. Give me the hundred million dollars. I'll be quiet over there because I don't think because regardless of what we share until Americans are being American again. They, they got carte blanche. All right. I want to thank Maj Teray for coming to the studio today. Maj, I want to thank you for coming to Austin, Texas. Hope we can get you back yep. before you retire. Yep. 
I'm back to Austin. Before you're retired. Before right, you retire. Right, right. Before the, before I get the black and white Continental Bentley GT. That's right. Remember this. Firearms stand next in importance to the Constitution itself. They are the American people's liberty, teeth, and keystone under independence. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.